0: The Business Without Boundaries podcast is for multi-passionate entrepreneurs who crave the freedom to create a career in life on their own terms, because we know that the next best thing to having a business that allows you to work whenever and wherever you want is having a company that rewards you well for your time and talent invested. All right, everyone, welcome to episode... Five of the Business Without Boundaries podcast. Today I have the fabulous Leah Ray on. She is a powerhouse that I connected with on social media and through her podcast, Shine Strong. And I will let her introduce herself.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> I first of all, I'm so thankful we connected. Amy, you are like such a brilliant mind, such a creative, wonderful, like box of goodness. Um, You've helped me in so many ways. Um, And I'm thrilled and honored to be here. This is great. Uh, So introducing myself, isn't that always a funny...
0: awkward. And I'm like, oh, I'm So guys, to fill you in, Leah and I have known each other. We connected on social media. This is a real life social media connection made like proper friendship. So me introducing her is weird. Her introducing herself is weird. So we're going (laughs) to sort it out.
1: (laughs) So I... I guess my background is sales. I've been in sales ever since I could talk. Essentially. I remember back when I was in sixth grade, you know, like when you're in sixth grade, it's like, okay, the opposite gender is the thing for the first (laughs) time. And I was like, okay, so boys are a thing now. Like, but the problem is every time, like they call my landline, which my mom answers and then transfers the phone to me. Um, it gets awkward. You know, like these boys, it's like, I'm not sure what to say. They don't know what to say. It just gets awkward. And then you got to see them the next day in school. So it's like, I went to my aunt, you know, the cool aunt. And what do I do? Like, how do I talk to boys? And she gave me the secret that I still, that I've used in my sales career to its entirety. She said, ask them questions. People want to talk about themselves, especially boys. (laughs) Best advice ever. (laughs) Yes. So she was like, just think of maybe twenty questions ahead of time that you could ask any boy and get them talking about themselves. And as they talk, like, ask them more related questions. And I, kid you not, like, I was the best at talking to boys. Like, I won sixth grade. (laughs) With (laughs) that skill, gold medal checkbox Uh, completed. (laughs) Totally. And like, I, I mean, it felt like I had a key, like a secret tool that nobody else had because I asked people questions. And like, I, I took that, like, that was a skill that she taught me. And I took that into every relationship, every interaction, every job interview. And then that skill is what landed me a job at a Forbes 100 company before I even finished college. Nice. yeah, and I mean it that really that like knowledge and skill set is kind of what catapulted my career in sales and so I won't bore you with all the details but I've been in sales for a while and yeah. re, I launched the Shine Strong podcast. I loved it. Like I found my true love in it. And I quit my job um and just started doing my own like sales consulting, coaching and also the podcast and it's just like it's been this fun little journey that I've been on.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I love to say, you know, I think that's one of the key elements that people like sales can be like a hives inducing topic for people like, totally. Oh my God, I have to go sell. But when you oh. really take that step back you're like what it really is at its core is relationship building totally. and you know, trust, I always think of, yeah, trust and that book, three cups of tea. It's like, you know, have three cups of tea. You ease into things and same with sales. Like you're not going to hit them right off the bat. The same with dating. Like, you're not going to, you know, yeah. ask them to marry you on 30 minutes right. in. I mean, you might. You, you might don't not. talk
1: about kids on the first date. Right, like,
0: right. So it's like that same like slow burn that will create a really strong, you know, client relationship or interpersonal relationship. They're all the same principles. They're just applied to different aspects of how we interact with people.
1: Totally. I mean, it really is the way I look at sales is cause like you said, you say that word and people want to break out in hives. Like I, I had two coaching calls today and both of them started with that person saying, I suck at sales. I, my products aren't selling and I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I need sales funnels. Um, like what should I do? And for both times I was like, okay, pitch me. Like I'm your ideal customer. Like tell me, like tell me why I should work with you. And they both pitched me and they, they were the business owners. Like Mm -hmm. they pitched me and they told me the reasons why they were the best in the world at helping me. And they told me like, you could hear it in their voice that they cared and that they wanted to help me. And that they like, they truly knew how to solve the problem that I had as their ideal customer. Right. Yeah. And as I was listening, I was like, holy shit, people like quit saying you don't know how to sell. Cause like yeah. business owners of, you know, entrepreneurs, you are the best in the world at selling your thing. You are the best. It's, all of the details and all of the work that goes into getting in front of the right customer, the right person, that's what people don't like. But you know how to sell. If you're breathing, you know how to sell.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, so much of us, like you always say, if you go to branding principles, all of that, like tapping into your why. And like so many of us are here, like we are here to serve. We're here to help. And we don't need to be shy about, like if we have a solution to somebody's problem. And like, let's say we could cure like this horrible disease. Like we would not be holding back saying, right. I don't want to sell it or it's too expensive or whatever. Like we'd be telling everybody, right. That, like they need to buy this right now. Right. And so having that confidence, like if you believe like what you're selling is solving this, you know, if you've identified the pain point that's keeping the client, ideal client up at night. You can give them back more sleep, more peace of mind, more time, more whatever. Like There's no need to be shy or, or apologetic. Do you find most people like feel a, a little bit apologetic when they start to switch modes into talking about their services?
1: Yeah. So there's this thing, right? Where you're So say you're at a networking event and you're talking to somebody and you, you're asking them a few questions, you know, think back to like my sixth grade experience. Right. So you're asking them a few questions, like trying to get to know them a little bit more, trying to figure out like, what makes this person tick? Like, that's the thing I love the most about sales is trying to figure out like, Hmm, who is this person? Like, what is going on here? Like, let's look under the layers and then they realize, oh, wow, this person has a problem I know how to solve. And it's actually like one of my like, key things. Like this is actually what I do. Holy cow, this is amazing. Then when they have to make that switch to like, oh, I know how to solve your problem. It's actually my package. I charge $2,000 a month to do this for my clients and they love it. Uh, here's how I can help you. Here's how I can serve you. When that opportunity happens you're right. They start to feel apologetic. They start to give them reasons not to like they, they give them an out before they even give them like their why or, or how they can solve the problem. So it's like, I think a lot of it has to do with just being confident in yourself. And, and, and now I might go on a little bit of a rant here. Um, (laughs) but you know, confidence is so huge when you're selling your own, particularly your own service. Like when you're sell- selling a product, it's one thing. But when you're selling a service, you are selling you. And that's, it's personal, right? Mm-hmm. So when people turn you down, like try as you might, it feels kind of crappy. Yeah. When people don't want to pay you what you want to get paid, uh, it feels kind of crappy. Right. Um, but... What I've found is when you spend a lot of time like buying into all the hype that you see on the internet, and I posted on this about this on my social media yesterday, but even I get caught up in it and I know how to read this crap. Like I know how to see it. You see all kinds of ads on Instagram and Facebook and wherever you are, you see ads. And it's like, you know, how to have your first seven figure launch how to have a six figure launch, how, why, why your business isn't making seven figures, like all these things, they induce shame and fear and, and they make you feel like everybody's doing this, but me, like I'm the only person who has inconsistent income. I'm yep. the only person who doesn't have a badass sales funnel. I
0: just posted about this on social media yesterday as well. The whole question that these things invoke in us is the: uh, Am I doing it right? It's the insecurity that yes. is driven by that thought in our head that yes. causes us to, that, to then basically dress rehearse the disaster. Like, same as we do in, you know, go back to your sixth grade story. And if you're dress rehearsing for disaster and like, you're already convinced that said boy doesn't want to talk to you. And like, you, who are you to be asking questions? You know, you just, you know, you, you will manifest that story plot every every time. time.
1: Yeah. Every time. And you know, I, um, so one of my like favorite online personalities, I guess is what you call them, is Sean Croxton. So he is why I am podcasting. Um, like I fell in love with his podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I feel like I could do this for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, I, one of my, my favorite podcast episodes of all times is his, it's on the Sean Croxton sessions with Dr. Friedland. And in that he talks about, so Sean has interviewed like hundreds of really successful people. And Sean mentioned, like that whole episode is about burnout, self-doubt, all of this sort of thing and the neuroscience behind it all. And Sean said that every one of the people he interviewed, they all had self-doubt, like yeah. all of them. And it's like, if self-doubt is the thing that we all have, then why, is, why, do, we, why do we approach it as something that's bad? because it's actually not like self-doubt is a primal, it's a primal thought pattern that keeps us safe.
0: Yeah. Right. It, it's it just keep- in that little box where we don't have to like, it, it's a, a risk minimizer in our primal right. brain. To right. It's in the little box so that we don't go out and accidentally get eaten by bears.
1: Exactly. It's not going to happen. But- right. We are not <laughs> going to get eaten by bears. Right. <laughs> it feels like it, but it's not actually happening. <laughs> totally. And if you can see it that way and if you can be like, Oh, thank you brain. Like I know you're like being primal right now, but I, I see the self doubt and I know you're trying to protect me, but like I'm ready. I, and if you can acknowledge it and say like, say to yourself, say it out loud. I'm ready to take this step. Like I actually, I, I solve this problem better than anybody. Like this is my thing. This is the thing that lights my soul on fire. And when you think about it that way, it's like, You're solving a problem that nobody else can in your special way. Um, if, if you had the cure to cancer, would you not be telling everyone who had cancer? Like, would you not be going to every cancer patient and saying, I have the cure? Like here, take this, like buy this. It's worth a million dollars. Like take it or whatever. Yeah. Why, why is it different to go to the people who need your thing and, and, and do the same thing.
0: Yeah, and I feel like a lot of us are, especially. I know everybody's talking about the dirty A word, the algorithm on Instagram, and engagement rates yeah. dropping. And yeah. you know, it starts to feel a lot like yelling into the void. And there's so many other coaches, designer, consultants. You know, you yep. name it out there. So we start to feel like our voice doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. When really, I mean, people have been doing business before social media for you yeah. know really long ass time. Really long time. Yeah. So I mean, yes, it's a very powerful tool. We're a testament. We connected on social media, but again, it's, it's the power of the relationships you're building there rather than, you know, trying to get a certain follower count or try to get a hundred, well, you know, thousand likes on all your photos, whatever it may be, like the band as they say.
1: Yes. Yes. So I, um, I want to give like a little, tactical advice that every single person who's listening can take. And that is you don't need a certain number of followers. You don't need a certain email list size. You don't need anything. Like you actually need zero platform. I'll tell you what to do just to get started selling because sales does come, sales is the first thing you have to be thinking about. Like you, when you think about like starting a business, you have to have sales. You have to be able to monetize what you're doing unless you want to be like a nonprofit or whatever. Like, um, look at all the people, you know, get a Google sheet. I will send it to you. Just email me and I will send you the Google sheet that I send to lots of people.
0: In the show notes, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll send you just a template and like you're going to see it and you're going to be like, wow, this is... (laughs) <laughs> so
0: that
1: <was> it. <laughs> right, that's it. Usually, so,
0: the moments is like,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah, it does not take much to sell. Like, you all know how to sell, I promise. So, the way I sell and get really organized in the way that any one of you can start, unless you live in a cave by yourself when you have no contacts at all, go through your phone. And as you're scrolling through your phone contact list, start writing down people who either would be an ideal customer, perhaps, or might know somebody who is. Third choice is a mentor, like somebody you could talk to and say, I'm, I'm doing this new thing. I really look up to you. I would love your advice. So go through your phone contacts, put them all in this Google Sheet, and then like download your LinkedIn contacts. Go to social media. Go through all of your followers and the people you're following, right? What you're doing is you've got these goggles on that are looking for people who might be able to help you. You are not like, you don't have to look at it like, oh, I'm going to pitch all of these people or I'm going to send an email out to all of these people at the same time. No. What you're looking at is you're looking for people who you can reach out to individually and personally. Okay. So once you have this list in a simple Google sheet, like start doing research if you have to, if there are people you know and love, just reach out to them in a meaningful way and say, Hey, I started this business. Here's what I'm doing. Can you help me? Or do you know somebody who would be interested in this? This is the type of person I'll be working with. If you know some people who could be potential customers, write out your pitch figure out how you're going to get in front of them. And like a copywriter is a great, a great asset for this. I've gotten pretty good at it over the years just because I've had to do it so many times. Right. Um, and like you, you have everything you need. I guarantee you'll have at least 50 people to reach out to just from that practice. And I like, that'll take you a month to get through all of them in a meaningful way and to go back and forth with them, to have a conversation with them, to take their feedback and make changes or, or you know, do whatever you have to do with that feedback. But like that is an incredible opportunity. It's like a survey opportunity, right? Where you're yeah. getting all this feedback, you're getting connected with people. Um, and another tip that I have for like people who are just starting out or in their first year maybe is sometimes the biggest hang up with sales is not the fact that you don't know how to sell; it's your pricing structure. Right. Like it, if if you have if you have a great solution to a problem, but it's not packaged up in a way that makes me feel like it's a good value, then I'm not going to buy it. Like I'm probably the hardest customer because a I'm like. I've been in sales forever, but B, I'm ultra tight. Like, I'm really tight with my money. I do not like to spend money. Um, right. So, like, if you approach me with your product, I'm going to be like, how can I make this feel better? Like, how can I make spending that amount of money feel better? That's right. what I, like, that's what I think about a lot for my contacts Or like, how can I, how can I package this up in a way that feels more sexy to my ideal client, right? Right, so, right. Oftentimes it's good to have like an outside eye come in and look at that for you because you're in the trenches, man. Like, you yeah. do not it's hard to see.
0: You can't see your own. Like, and that's why, you know, that's why coaches have coaches who have coaches. Like yeah. you cannot see your own, like every corner, every angle of your own business. You're too yeah. close to it.
1: You are, you are. And like, it's funny how sometimes your body like is trying to tell you something like your business is not aligned. Like this is not the way it should be. And you feel like it's just stress from working or stress from whatever. And somebody like a coach can come in and be like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, Stop doing that. You know? So it's like, Sometimes, like you said, you're just so in the trenches, you can't tell. You yeah, need you somebody can't. else's eyes.
0: Always see how the puzzle pieces are going to fit together. And like I always like to tell people to to minimize the amount of moving parts and to look at it like a math problem. Like if oh, A I plus know. B equals C and C is your result, like two variables is enough to swap in and out <laughs> to say, okay, oh, yeah. how can I tweak A and B from like your list of ideas? to get a different C until you are getting the results you want. And you're not changing until you have results that can inform the next decision. Like don't make it from an emotionally driven spot, make it from a spreadsheet data of like, I did this for X amount of times. This is the consistent pattern from that. Okay. I know this is taking me farther away from my bigger vision or it's getting me a little closer, but I think I could do better. And that's how you test ideas and how you feel like you're, um, like you're not playing whack-a-mole with every
1: idea that pops up. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I'm raising my hand. <laughs> and whack-a-mole.
0: we are all guilty. Katie, my sister yeah. and I, like we do the same thing. Like we'll do these big whiteboard exercises because I always tell people my whiteboard is my most powerful business tool. I swear. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Write everything
0: out, And sometimes we're like, okay, we need to practice what we preach and, you know, put these on us, put these in our yeah. ideas bank and come back to them later. It's so especially like. For creative-minded people, we're doing our own thing. We get to write our own rules. We don't have to, like, yeah. do us the process. Like, it is right. a wide-open, like, wild, wild west frontier. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's really hard to practice that constraint.
1: It can. It can. It can really – I mean, I really like that I, advice because it's like sometimes, especially in the first – I would say the first year or, or longer sometimes, it's literally trial and error. And I I tell I tell everyone this that like give yourself some grace, especially with sales and growing your business and and trying out new ideas. Like you don't know what's gonna stick. You may think you have the best idea since I spread, and three months in you're like, uh oh, nobody yeah. wants that.
0: Yeah, that's where market research can come in so handy, and like doing that beforehand instead of you know build and I like there is no like value attached to your professionalism. It says nothing about your abilities or your talent. If you approach people, like let's say you're reaching out to your list of 50 people and you say, Hey, I'm trying something new. These are my ideas. Or even like your first few clients, like, hey, this is a new package, a new something. Like there is nothing that's making you less professional or less good at what you do by being transparent and telling people right. you're trying something yeah. and working with them to create the perfect product or the perfect offer. Like that's totally. completely fine.
1: Totally. No, No, I, like, I, I can tell you, like, I've reached out to my shine strong audience a few times with like, Oh, I'm launching this new thing. It's going to be amazing. And like two weeks later, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to launch that. That's not good. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, like, it feels sometimes it's like, Oh, Leah, why'd you do that? But then other times it's like, you know what? Like we're all entrepreneurs here we all pivot. We all shift. Oh, hundred percent. And we all like, no matter what level we're at, like you said, like going back to
0: that podcast episode, which I will also link to in the show notes, like I swear, no matter what level anyone's at, they're failing more times than they're succeeding. Their successes might be really big, but we don't, they don't, people don't generally publicize all the failures, but you know, so yeah,
1: no, I, I think it's starting to become a little teeny, teeny tiny bit more, um, Talked about with yeah. like Rachel Hollis and Brene Brown and people of the Sean Croxton again, Pat Flynn. Yeah. Like those are some people who approach their business with honesty and yeah. like vulnerability. And I I I think so highly of people who do that. And it's like when I see clickbait, like part of me wants to click it because it's like, oh, this is the magic cure. And right. then it's like you know, I'm hitting myself in the head. Like there is no magic cure. Right. There is the not
0: cure is grit and perseverance and getting comfortable with discomfort.
1: Totally. Absolutely. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, Brené Brown talks about the the quote about being in the arena in the ring. Like we're all getting the shit beat out of us. And that's the way it's like, what if that's the way it's supposed to be? Like it can't right. be another way because if it wasn't, we'd all be doing it. I always like to, you know, liken it to training for a marathon like it sucks when you start there's no way about it like it sucks and then you find a groove and like but you're not doing it in a day like you can't train for a marathon in a week and people want all these fast results this overnight success, you know all that kind of stuff that just like i could not go out and run a marathon next week even if i trained every single day from now until next friday or next thursday whatever
1: It's not possible.
0: Yeah. And business is the same. Anything that's worth having or worth building is the same.
1: I know. I know. Whether it's your business, your marriage, your fitness, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your friends. I mean, I, I, it's all, it all takes grit. It all takes perseverance. And so like, I mean, bringing this back around to sales, it's like, there isn't, I would love to tell you that there's a simple answer um and i would love to tell you that sales funnels fixes everything but even if you have sales funnels you have to have a way to get people there right you have to you like think about selling through the lens of how am i going to get to these people how am i going to interact with them how am i going to take them along this journey and i think that sales funnels and like a lot of the online marketing and stuff is amazing and it has its fit. I think it's, I think it's fit is like when you have found your groove, you are, you have consistent clients, you know exactly which package is your best. And you know, like you, you've done it. You've been there. You're like three, four, five years in and you're ready to scale. Right? So, I mean, I just want to, I want everyone out there to know that it's okay if it's hard, just like you said, like yeah. what if getting the crap beat out of you in the arena is the way it's supposed to be?
0: Right. Yeah. Because we all think that, um, like if something hits hard or we hit a roadblock or we hit a failure that it, we start to make it mean something about ourselves and our ability and our worth. And then we start to make it mean that we're not on the right path and we need to pivot when really it might just mean that we need to tweak that math problem a little bit to get a different C mm-hmm. And right. you know, and I do think same with sales funnels, like they are a powerful way to start a relationship with, like, you, with an audience. So right. and again, you warm them up, you build a relationship when they're done really well. And it's not a relationship built off of uh, well, if you don't follow, you know, if you, uh, I'm going to tell you the five mistakes that you absolutely have to avoid to avoid total implosion of your business, you know, those types of, you know, messaging because, I mean, yeah, you're going to get some people signing up, but you're, you're, you're inviting this energy of fear and scarcity and lack. Exactly. Like, yeah. you not, no, you do not want to operate from that. No, like powerful no. transformation is going to come from people being. This. It's not good. Right,
1: right. <laughs> and I honestly, like, I can't even tell you how many times I have gone like to my therapist and just been like riddled with anxiety because it's just like, I have to be failing like I have to be the only person who is not successful today, um, and it's yeah. just like you know it's tactic like tactics like that, which is what gives sales the bad name. Like that's the equivalent of the used that's car where the salesman. Factor
0: comes in, like, and that's what people think. Like because they see it, we all see it all over the place, and right.
1: um,
0: you know, then you start to think that that's how you're supposed to do it. And if you're not doing it, but it feels icky, so sales isn't for you, you're not good at sales, you start telling all of these stories in your head when really you just don't want to be a bait and switch salesman.
1: Right. (laughs) And and nobody should. Like,
0: I'm telling all
1: of you, don't be that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, no scare tactics in your headlines. That is not going to increase your open rate in your email. Or it's not going to retain, you know, it doesn't even. positive. Like, honestly,
1: fear fear tactics are actually really good for open rates like they they are actually really good because like imagine you know I mean you see that in your inbox and you're like, oh, I'm doing that, oh no, what am I doing wrong right. if fear is a really powerful sales tactic, it is, and it's a very powerful marketing tactic um but like you said, if you are if you are using that to bring people into your universe, then you are bringing that, those, that same energy into your universe. Yeah. Are you going to convert that to a sale? Probably not. And even if you do, like, is that the energy you want to be working from? Um, yeah.
0: And is that how you want to show up? Like, You get to choose right. how you show up for your business and for your audience, for anyone you interact with. And if you can show up from a place of empowerment and sharing that abundance and Empowerment mindset with others, like what's going to be more magnetic? The person yes. who feels like they're, they're, they have the little, like, you know, cane crook thing, like leading people through the danger, like, yeah, you're going to find a way out, but it sure, shit ain't going to be fun. Right. Or the person who is lifting everybody up together and yes. can play, you know, step into the role of leadership, it's more fun for you. Yes. People are more like, you'll, you'll get more word of mouth. Like, you know, yes. you're, it just, it just brings a whole nother slighter side to business. It's a lot more fun than the doom and gloom scenario.
1: It is. It is. And I'll tell you, so, I mean, like I've said a couple of times, like I've been, I've been selling since I was in sixth grade or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the not, and I, I don't like, I'm really not saying this to like make myself look good at all, but the number one most frequent com- compliment I get is, you have the most amazing energy, like, or your energy is so positive or your energy is, is magnetic. And it's just like, that tells you that you can sell and you can be effective and, and very successful selling from a place of, Hey, I want to serve you. Like I want yeah. to come alongside of you and help solve a problem that you have. And I want to help you reach your goals. Like I, I really do want to come alongside of you and lift you up. Let's do this together.
0: Right. It can take the dirty connotation out of like selling is service. Selling is helping. It's the mm-hmm. same. Like people don't want to, it's almost like you want to, to sweep the whole concepts of selling and money under the rug. And let's not mm-hmm. talk about that. It's not, it's not. Like, not dinner table conversation. Yeah. Really? Like why not? Like it's the whole like taboo, I guess, culture around. Yes. We're selling, we're in business, but we're because we're helping and we need to pay our bills and we can show up better when we're not worrying about, you know, how we're going to pay rent. You know, like there's nothing dirty about selling when you're doing it from that positive place.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, if you think about it, All of us are selling every freaking day, especially if you have kids. Like I have a four-year-old, and I can promise you, I I'm selling every minute, and I I have the worst track record with my kid. Yeah, she she crushes me. (laughs) Uh, Love that. But like, you're ingenious, aren't
0: they? They are.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you we're all selling every day, and I selling is not that hard. Like, especially when you're doing it from a place of authenticity and trust and, and like positive energy, it's, I, for all of you listening, you know how to sell, like you can do this. You need to get organized. You need to be perseverant. You need to be able to. You know, wait in the suck because, like, there is some suck involved with sales. You are going to probably knock on 20 to 40 doors, even if they're like, you know, virtual doors right. before you get one to open. That's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. So yeah,
0: it's like reframing, like, selling can be a game. It can be like, if you can, like, yeah. if somebody says, I hate sale- selling, I'm not good at it. Like, what if you could really work on that mindset of saying, like I love selling. I'm great at it. Even if you don't quite believe it yet, but just from that, you tell yourself that story because the other one's not working. So you might as well try a new one.
1: Right. Right. I'm all about mantras. Like every night me and my four-year-old daughter, like we repeat this mantra and it's, I am smart. I am strong. I am brave. I'm courageous. And I love myself. And like, if you start saying things like that to yourself every single day, and start saying the things that you're grateful for. I mean, you're going to notice an energy shift. Yeah. And you know, while we're talking about like sales and 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 being afraid to do it, and you know, having this icky feeling about it, I I have been in sales forever, and I hate sales goals. Like I hate the number. I, I've never felt like that's a good way to motivate anyone. I, for all of you listening, like I'm, I'm telling you, I'm giving you the approval to like throw that number out the window. Don't have a number that you're shooting for. I, and especially don't have a stretch number because I'm guessing that most of the people listening are very driven. You're very hard on yourself. You are Probably, in the top ten percent in whatever the thing is that you are doing, the like the special thing you're bringing to the world, so you're already hard on yourself so if you make a if you make a sales goal for yourself, it's probably going to be a big one, yeah. and oftentimes that numbers just get pulled out of the air right like oh i want to make I want to have a twenty thousand dollar launch or whatever like where'd you come up with that number how how do you plan to get there? So what I always tell people, instead of having like a number or especially a stretch number, think of how you want to feel. Like, why did you start this business? How do you want to feel? And once you know how you want to feel, think about what are the things you do that make you feel that way? Yeah. What are are the things you do that like don't make you feel that way? And then think about it for your business. Like what are the things you do for your business that make you feel the way you want to feel and then start working backwards, right? Like now, you know, the tasks that you love doing that you want to do, that you want to spend your time doing. And then think about like, okay, there's got to be like this monetary amount of money that's going to make that happen because money is important. So yeah. if if you need to be making $5,000 a month to feel a certain way, figure out how many not how many sales you have to make, but how many cold calls do you have to make? How many touch like how many contacts do you have to find from going through your phone, your LinkedIn, your social media, your email, like how many people can you reach out to and like break it down into micro steps that you have control over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that again, it's like, you are, get to, you get to decide every morning who you want to show up and be in your business. And if you're operating from a place of like, all right, let's say even if you do set a monetary goal and it's like, but really what, what you think is going to happen is that making that $20,000 launch is going to make you feel more successful, more badass, yeah. more oh, yeah. legitimate. Like That's what we all feel like. The bigger the launch I have, the more legitimate it calms that self-doubt, but which we've already proven doesn't exist because self-doubt. people at every level have self-doubt. So what if we can just skip that step, say, okay, $20,000 is what I think is going to make me feel this way. What if I just feel this way now? Because I'm already... <laughs> Like I don't need the $20,000 to feel that. And then you can operate from there. And then you really are like all the pressures off. Yes. Yes. We're going to pay our bills. We're going to launch. We're going to ask for money, but we can put more of our energy focusing on showing up, serving, connecting and building genuine relationships without saying, Ooh, are they going to be customer number one? Right. Yeah. Right. And it's a different energy in your, even in your conversations and the way that you show up in, in, the day-to-day activities in that to-do list. It will be completely different. If you are it's, you know, wasn't Danielle Laporte with the desire map. It's like find out how you want to feel first. Know that no money, no bigger apartment, no car, no anything is going to give you that feeling in a lasting sense. Like, yeah, we'd all be, you know, pretty excited to have, you know, these big launch numbers and all that, but that will fade. So Mm -hmm. what can you cultivate now that's going to you know, you can already have that emotion inside and ha- operate in that place. So how can you get there? And then you will get, it just, then it's up to the universe just to deliver and manifest it all into reality for you.
1: But you're Absolutely. already
0: being that person.
1: Absolutely, sister. No amount of money, no amount of success, no amount of launches, dollars, courses, whatever. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's meaningless in the end.
0: Yeah. Totally. And for those of us that we, I mean, we sell courses and and all that kind of stuff, but like people have the mindset and they're embracing, like stepping into being that highest, best version of themselves, which, you know, if you go off into the, the land of woo woo, like there's a whole of that's a whole other topic, but yes, like, it's that powerful law of attraction, all of that. Um, like showing up as that, like you said, like people say your energy, positive, magnetic, all of that, like, that wasn't because they bought from you and they, you know, you made a hundred thousand dollar deal and all of a sudden you were positive and magnetic. Like that existed mm-hmm. the entire way. And that's what paved the way for relationships and deals and, and sales to happen.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. We talked about a lot of cool stuff today. <laughs>
1: we did. This is so much fun. Can I come on your podcast like every week?
0: Yes. Yes. I think we should revisit. Like, So maybe we should do like a, a listener poll or something and have people ask like what their top sales questions are. Because I think we just opened yeah. a whole lot of doors.
1: <laughs> we did. We did. And we didn't get very deep into any of them. So yeah, if, if anyone does have questions, like feel free to reach out to me. It's Leah at ShineStrong.co. Although... Yeah. Amy is helping me out with a little bit of a brand rework. So that may change. Um,
0: We love them. Yeah, we'll link. So so yeah, where they can find you on social media. Like where where should people find you now?
1: So Instagram is the social platform I hang out most. Um, Otherwise, my website, I'll let you link that. Um, And then, like I said, my email, leah at shinestrong.co. And then, of course, there is all kinds of this content and more on shine strong. Um, that's my podcast. It really is my passion project. I, I have conversations like, like this. I mean, really similar to this with all kinds of people we talk about becoming your best self and growing the business. Right. So all kinds of like honest, honest conversations talking about how people failed. Um, you know, what success looks like, what makes people happy? Like really, I, I like to kind of go behind it all And 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 really peek inside and wonder like, what's real? I want to know what's real here.
0: Story, like what's the? Don't give me the you know the shiny Instagram grid. Like what's what's the nitty gritty on that? That's the interesting part. So yeah, your podcast, I'll definitely link to that as well in the show notes.
1: Awesome. Well, it has been like the most amazing pleasure. Thank you all of the listeners for tuning in and thank you, Amy. This has been great. Of
0: course. Yeah. I'm so glad we have, we've connected guys. You can still make friends on social media. It is possible. Here's proof. So on those days, (laughs) just feel like it's totally useless know that you never know who you might connect with and what can come of it. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you subscribe to the podcast, Apple podcast, leave a review rating, all of that, it'll help us. We're a new podcast, so it'll help us get the word out and share with all your friends. And um, I will talk with you all next week. All right, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, then head on over to the Business Without Boundaries private Facebook group. This is a group that Katie and I created to connect with you, chat with you, answer your questions, and generally foster a community of other multi-passionate entrepreneurs who are getting it done. To join, go to facebook.com forward slash biz, B-I-Z, W-O boundaries, and answer the three questions that pop up when you click on join. And once you're in, then we can continue the conversation and um, get to know you better. We believe 100% in the power of community to connect, collaborate, and grow together. And we so look forward to seeing you there.